a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. We're broadcasting live today from Utah Valley University. We're down here for the Growth and Prosperity Summit uh, with the Utah Valley Chamber. And it's a great opportunity to talk about the future, what's coming, and how do we prepare for that on everything from educating the workforce to infrastructure and businesses and everything in between. Uh, We'll continue to follow that as we broadcast here live until 3 o'clock today. As we look towards next Monday, of course, uh, everyone will be handing out some uh, tricks or maybe some treats on Halloween, but you won't be the only one. Uh, The federal government's also dishing out a few tricks and a few treats when it comes to the American people. What are they? How can you tell the difference? Uh, Really pleased to have joining us on the program, Dan Savickas, who's the director of tech policy at the Taxpayer Protection Alliance. Uh, Dan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Hey, I I love that you guys have put together for us a 2022 uh, tricks and treats uh, for taxpayers. Uh, give uh, Give us a start. Yeah, so unfortunately, as is the case, and as I'm sure you're aware, we had a lot less trouble finding tricks than we did treats this year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As is always the case. But one of them, as specifically as director of tech policy that I'm looking at, are a couple of tech bills introduced by Senator Amy Klobuchar that would have drastic implications for cybersecurity Uh, They both go after big tech companies, but they're so specifically tailored that they, one, exempt a couple of Klobuchar's biggest campaign donors, funny enough. And then also the way that they're tailored, it would make it presumptively illegal for tech companies to bar certain software from their sites. And this, unfortunately, includes Chinese or Russian malware, where... Apple or Google or any other company that runs an app store would have to ask the FTC for permission to secure their network before actually being able to do so, because it would be presumptively illegal to keep any software off of your app store. And when these security concerns have been raised, Senator Klobuchar said it would undermine the bill if they were to fix those issues. She doesn't even deny that they're issues, but she wants the bill passed so badly she's willing to overlook them. And that's why this is one of our foremost tricks for this year. Uh, One of the other ones that you got, too, is uh, one that we uh, tend to monitor, and that is uh, the Postal Service uh, and what's happening there. We know that has been a a financial uh, sinking uh, trick for a a lot of years. Uh, What are the latest tricks as it comes to the the Postal Service and financing that? Oh, yeah, the Postal Service has been a, a black hole for quite some time, going back to the earliest days of the country when, a gentleman by the name of Lysander Spooner successfully competed against the Postal Service, so they made it illegal to compete against the Postal Service, and they've been wasting taxpayer money ever since. And this is just a very basic fix. that The Postal Service delivers on Sundays at the moment, and they typically deliver specialty packages on Sundays, and they have to pay 
the postal workers overtime for working on Sundays, if they just transition some of those packages to being delivered on Saturday or during the rest of the week, this simple fix could save taxpayers $2.3 billion every single year. But unfortunately, the Postmaster General and the bureaucrats that run the ship are allergic to saving taxpayer money. And a fix as simple as this is something that feels like pulling teeth trying to get happen. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, and uh, I know another one that uh, we, we've all been uh, bemoaning a bit, uh, and that is uh, obviously as we're cruising on past $31 trillion of, of national debt, and uh, we keep passing all of these uh, very big spending packages to spend just a little more. And some of them have really awesome names, uh, which I think is a trick in and of itself. Uh, but one of the most recent uh, also has to do with the IRS. Trick or treat? <laughs> oh, the IRS is always a trick. And now there are going to be 87,000 more trick-or-treaters at the IRS. <laughs> Coming to your door. Their, <laughs> yeah, with their hands out, asking for more and more of your paycheck. And it's especially tricky because they're spinning this as they're going after the rich and powerful, that these 87,000 auditors are going to be going after millionaires and billionaires, and they're going to be looking out for hardworking people like you and I, even though that's not the case. That's historically not been the case. And IRS commissioners all down the line have admitted it is much more easy and much more cost effective to audit lower income Americans because they don't have the resources at their disposal to hire a team of lawyers to fight back or to have even a basic knowledge of tax law. So these 87,000 auditors are going to come in, and it's not going to all of a sudden change that it's more cost-efficient to go after lower-income Americans. They're just going to have more people to do it. Mm. And that's what you can expect to see happen, and you see it happen in the poorest parts of the country year after year, are some of the most audited countries, audited counties in the country. Uh, and the most audited county in the country is Humphreys County, Mississippi. Not wow. Los Angeles, not New York, not Chicago. Humphreys, Mississippi, with a median income just around $14,000 a year, mm. is the most audited county in the United States. And you're going to see more of the same with 87,000 extra auditors. Wow. Now, let's take in one last one just real quick here uh, yeah. on the uh, the treat category. Uh, obviously, there's been a, a lot of attacks around independent contractor status. Uh, what what does that look like? Yes. So one, one bit of good news is that David Weil has been in the running to become a deputy assistant secretary at the Department of Labor, especially as it relates to contract workers in the wage and our division. And he is as pro-union as they come and basically wants to make it illegal to be an independent contractor, where if you do anything for a company, you have to be considered a full-time employee. And this dissuades employers from hiring people. Mm. I can tell you before I worked full-time at the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, 
I was a contractor for them for a period of months writing op-eds, and that was how I got my foot in the door. But yeah. maybe had it been the case that <laughs> I had to be considered a full-time employee at the start, they might have not have taken a chance on me. And this is the case for so many other people yeah. where independent contractors have flexibility. They can set their own hours, do what's needed of them without a company having to take on the cost and responsibility of a full-time employee. And it yeah. helps create jobs, helps create flexibility in this new economy. And David Wheel was somebody who wanted to shut all that down at the behest of big labor unions. Yeah. And fortunately, his nomination has not moved forward. Okay, there's the treat for it. All right, Dan Civic is the Director of Tech Policy at the Taxpayers Protection Alliance. Thanks for joining us. Uh, that's going to wrap up our number one of Inside Sources. We're broadcasting live today from Utah Valley University. We are at the Growth and Prosperity Summit here for Utah Valley. And we'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources. Stick around. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.